We are outside the warehouse for the third Blitzball battle. It's time for player interviews. Let's talk Blitzball. Welcome to the Blitzball Boys, the podcast about Blitzball and boys, but mostly about boys for this month. I'm your co-host, Ooh. Brendan Ruppel, along with my fellow host, Peter Del Rey. Hey, Brendan. Uh, we're back. We lied to everybody about who the first guest was, which is huge for us. Which is awesome. <clears throat> Great way to start. Uh, in our last episode with the awards, we did say it was going to be Dan Canobio. Dan yep. said something about smog in New York City. Nobody's really sure what he's talking what about, he's talking so he about. can't come on. Yeah. So instead, we got not one, but two cups of milk. One for you, and one that I FedExed to our good friend, <laughs> So, Hey, Zo. Wow. Hi guys, What's happy up? to be the first Dan flaked on you guys. Dan flaked. Dan, wow. Dan, he, he tried to get high DM'd on the smog. Me. Yep. He DM'd <laughs> me on Twitter. He said, Go fuck yourself, loser. I'm gonna go outside and huff smog so I lose my voice. He's like, I'd rather huff smog than talk to you guys. Uh, well, you DM'd me your your cup of milk and I thought it was like an insult because as a fellow lactose intolerant friend of yours, I was like, How dare you do this to me? Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, if Brendan makes me do it. We got to make everybody. I don't think do I it. did. I th- I'm pretty sure Drew Davis made you. That's fair. Drew Davis milk. did bully me into doing it. <laughs> so there's that. What did, he, what did Drew bully into you into? There was an episode where I had revealed that I'm 30 years old and have never tried chocolate milk before. That's and crazy. Drew Davis wrote to Brendan. <laughs> he wrote to Brendan in threatening a tizzy, me first. Threatening Brendan. He was like, "It wasn't me. It was the other one." That's <laughs> fair. Stop. Stop coming after me. <laughs> You had to drop the Twitter handle. Go, go, hate message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, the, yeah. it's the other one. Peter Poss, get him. Uh, I didn't know Drew was an avid listener. That's really funny, actually. Yeah. I know we don't. We're still surprised that anybody listens. It, honestly, like our biggest fan base is your be. is your office. Like, I, yeah, your you your office loves us. You, you guys do like a really good job. Oh, and I think I'm. I think I messaged the group that we had with this. You guys do a really good job of critiquing like the players without critiquing the people which is like a tough line yeah. like i, I don't fully like, know oh. what there, you mean there's a lot to critique about the people so so <laughs> like i feel like a lot of the times when people do like for example if i make a bad play or say if jimmy struggles in a game or me or jack struggle a lot of times people will say they suck instead of right. they had a bad performance like uh-huh. the difference between being a bad player and having a bad performance so I thought you guys do a really good job of Thanks. writing a line of, oh, he was just had a bad day. Right. Of, yeah. This guy sucks. I guess like a, like a well, actual I fan of a sports team and like they get mad at like, say we get yeah. mad at Josh Donaldson, like Josh Donaldson yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah. Which is well, a good I mean, like, like well, the difference no, is though. A, they just had a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, the difference here is like, and Brendan and I have talked about this because before we do any like recap or anything, we would always like go through, okay, how do you want to talk about this? And whenever there was something like <clears throat> overly negative, like, I don't want to say something specific, but say like Joe's is pitching, you know, um, we would, o- I would always either Brennan would remind me or I would remind Brennan's like, Hey, like they're entertainers. They're not paid to be good at this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, let's try not mm-hmm. to lay into them as if it's their right. job to be excellent blitzball players. I think there's a good balance. Cause like you can definitely critique us for like being, bad at the sport sometimes because like you guys are fans and that's like what fans are supposed to do like you want the comment section to be like ah this guy sucks or this guy isn't that means people are engaging right actually watching with some some reason well 
Yeah, exactly. You want them to just be passionate. Fan. You want everyone to be like, well, you know, he's been working on this for four and a half months exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, then you're you're in a little too deep. Well, that's part of so, it, too, is, like, like when New York is seeking them, you want to talk about, like, why something's happening, too, and not just say, like, ah, oh, what, what's going on? Like, you want to, like, maybe break it down a little bit. Break it exactly. down! Yeah. I became, I listened to every post-game recap that didn't involve We Got Ice, I listened to. Mm-hmm. I just don't like <laughs> to listen to stuff about myself. Yeah. So, I always listened to all the other games. I was locked in, though. Like once a new episode dropping. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. that's pretty great. Have you heard about my friend who did the same thing, except he refused to watch any game until the podcast was done? That's pretty funny. He's my never seen Eric. it. He's never seen <laughs> my friend the Eric. Channel. He just started um, watching it again. He had a really good tweet about it. It cracked me up. Uh, I think Jimmy liked it. <laughs> Let me see if I could find it. But it was like he was, he texted me essentially. Saying like, yep, so I'm never going to watch a Blitzball game until everything's over and then I'm going to go back and watch. And then he tweeted at us after this was on the 8th, so recently, after the tournament was over. He goes, so I knew Blitzball Battle 3 was in a warehouse, but I'm watching the first game and it's like in a warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, Eric, you got it. (laughs) What did you think it was? It sure is. But if if you just watch Blitzball Battle 3 and you don't really have the retrospect of like, first tournament and stuff which a ton of people did because this was by far like the most popular tournament right. then like you don't really know that like oh yeah it was like where <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. so there... i want to get into the questions unless you got something else brendan because that's a no i i, I will i have a a lead-off question just because i'm not gonna oh. have anything super serious what and you have you, more of the detailed questions for, for no similar in the same vein um i was just gonna ask how's, 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 i was gonna ask how's those weekend was Oh. oh, my weekend was very nice. Uh, played a little basketball, hung out. It was oh, nice was that he got the sprained ankle? Didn't, did sprain my ankle. Oh. But Breaking news. It's embarrassing. I have to be honest with you. It's embarrassing. I wasn't he even playing it. basketball. I was just running the after the ball. <laughs> and oh. I stepped, and my ankle just twisted, oh. and I fell on the floor. And I was like, this is bad. And then five minutes later, my friend John and our coworker, uh, it's also playing basketball with us. Five minutes later, he jumped for a rebound and landed, dislocated his knee. Oh. And then, well, then one of our other friends, Ronnie, who does a lot of the warehouse stuff, was there too. And he like went to run to get his keys to like grab ice from my friend, twisted oh his ankle already. Oh my god! <laughs> you can never play there again. <laughs> yeah. So we all said, "Let's take a little break." Are you kidding from me? Pooping. From activity. Let's take a little break. Yeah, from yeah, moving in general. Break. That's crazy. My god, this place is haunted. What's going on? <laughs> It was pretty funny, yeah, because I've made a joke to my friend Ronnie. I was like, um, we're both idiots and got hurt playing basketball while not playing basketball. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's so a funny. very Peter Del Rey thing to do. That, that, I play in a soccer <laughs> league. That is like Peter. I play in a soccer league, and I rolled my ankle um, the other week coming off for a substitution. So <laughs> There you go. It's painful, There's man. that as well. It is painful. <laughs> it also reminds me of this kid uh, from growing up. His name was, we called him Happy Pappy. He was not so happy. Mm. Uh, he was kind of a, an asshole. Um, but he would always push me down when we were playing football and then, like, pin me and give me purple nurples. So I just, I just, ah, I had, just nice had it. Guy. He was a nice guy. I had had it. So then I, like, sprinted at him full speed from across the field and tackled him as hard as I could. And he just got up and was like, Brendan. ow. And then nothing happened to him. He was fine. Later, later on, on, he gets up. I didn't spit on him that time. Oh, he gets up on, and he Brendan. mailboxes someone. You know what a mailbox is, either one of you? When like someone tabletop, I call tabletop. Tabletop. Someone kneels down behind somebody else, and then they push them over 
without themselves. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. so mean. Yeah, so then that kid <laughs> mailboxed somebody else, and as he was laughing at the kid, he steps back and then, like, breaks his ankle. Good. Sounds like the plot to, like, a 70s movie. Like, <laughs> in <Foley at> school. <laughs> right. right. So, yeah, so... What did you say his name was? Happy Slappy? Happy Pappy. Happy Pappy. Happy Pappy, not so happy. Well, I, I hope you guys had a nice weekend as well. I did. Thanks. I had a lovely weekend. I did. I played a lot of Blitzball. There you go. That's great. You're playing? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Me and my... One of my Here. best friends. Uh, we ju- we started playing recently because I finally was I finally found a blitzball set that was like affordable, and I was playing with my buddy, yeah. and he got so into it that he like built his own strike zone and everything just from PVC that was laying around his garage. Dude, that's sick. He used PV- what is it? PVC pipe. That's how Jack and uh, we I built all of our strike zones where we got us. It's always yeah. PVC piping and then so cardboard or metal sheet. How much? How long do those take you to make? Richie said, uh, Jack, Jack's the visionary on it okay. for most of the strike zones that he wants, but I would say mm-hmm. now, depending on it. Well, I guess you're probably hour? good at it now. Yeah. You got yeah, like it. Wow. Well, you guys are engineers. Classically yeah, trained. Also we, <laughs> since we have the warehouse now, lucky, luckily, we can like build them a little less sturdy because it's like indoors, whereas like if you're building one for outside, yeah, yeah. you got to count for like the Wind wind's going to blow stuff. it over and all this. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. So yeah. now we can just build it very bare bones. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so no good segue now, but let's just get into it. When, <laughs> when, so we excited, had, uh, when we had Jimmy on, he said that whenever he had a new idea for like rules or anything, he would come to you and Jack first. So mm-hmm. I was wondering... What in what other respects were you and Jack involved in the whole planning of Blitzball Battle Three, Two, and even One? Um, not very much a part of One or Two at all. Bang. I don't think it's thought. We... <laughs> 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 all right, <You're> good. <laughs> Next um, question. <laughs> one? No, no, no. It's a good question. One or Two, we were. Strictly players, but for the third one, uh, we were definitely involved a lot in the planning and especially of like the short form content aspect of it and kind of like talking about, oh, how do we package the games and how do we make it go more viral? But honestly, a lot of like what we planned out, the short form stuff didn't end up being the thing that did really well. Clips from the game ended up just crushing on social Mm -hmm. media. So a large part of that is shout out to the John Boy social team. But I think... Now, like, we'll bounce back a lot of ideas with Jimmy about rules, like players to bring in, potential stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's always a very collaborative effort. I think everybody puts in a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> very cool. I know, like, it definitely has we'll it's definitely fucked, a ton of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a ton of work just, like, coordinating everything. Because I know what was... Yeah. Um, were you... Brendan, were you the one who was saying that Drew reached out to you... And was like telling you that one of the days, like the everybody missed the bus oh, or something. Oh, yeah, said people were late because of, like the the daylight savings or something like that. So then the, the audience was yeah. light that day, and then we we were commenting in our in our video at our podcast, like you know that energy seemed kind of low today. And then we didn't know that half the people <laughs> were missing. Really That's funny. really good, and I I actually remember listening to that episode. That was really good analysis because I um again it's always hard for me to judge these videos because I know what happened and I was you there, were there. So it's I different. Feel like I'm, 
yeah, I'm in too deep on it, so it's hard to like watch him back because I'm like, I know all these minute things that no one's gonna know when they watch the video. But yeah. when you guys said that, I was like, yeah, it was pretty obvious to me too. Watching it back, I was like, this one specific game, I forget which game it was. I was like, the energy was low and it played on mm-hmm. camera as well. And you guys picked up on that. I was like, oh, you guys are in deep. <laughs> we're, we're in, baby. <laughs> it is well, I mean, like when you're breaking anything down. It's like you really you, you like study it more than you think you you yeah. probably would. And like we said to Jimmy as well, like if we weren't doing this podcast, we would still have be having these exact conversations. Right. It would just be l- spanning the whole day as opposed to like yeah, through text, thirty minutes to be, an hour. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think I think a part of the reason I really enjoyed listening at first is because these are conversations that me and Jack will just have with each other as well. Like the conversations you guys have on about the games or conversations that we'll have. Like we'll wa- we're at the game, we're there in person, and then we'll watch them back and we'll be like, oh, what did you think of that one? Yeah. And we'll have these same type of back and forth. So I, I kind of gravitate towards that. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Wow. Is this just going to become <laughs> you telling us how great we are at the podcast? Like, that's why we had you on. No, I, have, I, do have, I do have a critique of you guys. Critique. Okay, I yeah, know yeah. You, you told us that you, ha- you were mad about an award and you were going to come for our heads. That's good. Like, so. hit, 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 us one, with it. hit us with it. I have one collective Blitzball critique, but I'm going to save it for the end. Of oh, it, you're so. teasing us. So. Okay, we're going to cut I it am. out. That's like, <laughs> it makes it so much easier to edit. So much easier to edit. If you got it in the middle, we wouldn't be <laughs> able to fair. do it. If it's at the end, it, we're yeah, not the editing machine it. only works for the end of the episode. <laughs> I'll let you guys get to it first, and then I'll drop the I'll drop the bomb. <laughs> All right. So, uh, next question. I know you covered it on the Girls and Co podcast, mm. which for anybody listening. Go listen to that because Zoe uh, might be the most interesting person I've ever <laughs> like in my head. So now you're so being nice to me too. <laughs> let me let me uh, lead into it this way, right? To me, you and Jack like met in little league, became best friends, and just went to the college together, lived together, all this. Mm-hmm. But that's not how you and Jack like met, right? No. You want to tell everyone, I guess, how for the second time in like a week. Oh yeah, we uh we met in college. We had the same math class together, math for dummies, and it's kind of uh it took a little. We kind of hung out in a group <clears throat> for a couple of years, and then once COVID started, Jack already had this kind of big plan to do content, and I was never much of a content creator like mentally. I never had that brain. He had the vision, and he thought that I'd be a good fit. So he was like, "Oh, do you want to do this with me?" And then. I think our friendship started building as we started doing content. Like a lot of the times we hung out one on one one on one was like after we shot a video together. It's like, oh, let's just hang out now. So it really started three years ago at this point. Not that long ago, yeah, to be wow. honest. That's crazy. It's taken off so quickly. And you you were like never it really, really a big Yeah. Oh, sorry. You were never really like a big baseball guy too before that, right? I think you were saying you got into it like in college. Um, my family, I, me and my mom are the only ones in my family and I have a big family are the only ones in my family who like baseball. So as a kid, it is wild. So as a kid, like it was never on TV. We didn't have that many TVs. (laughs) It was like one and I have a lot of siblings. I'd be like, Oh, you could, we were watching hockey or whatever, but I always really liked baseball. It wasn't until like college though, that I met people who liked it as well. So then I was kind of able to like pursue that interest mm. but i'm a fan of all this i watch so right. much sports it's all i watch but you're like more yeah. of a casual growing up and then college turned you into like a heavy baseball nerd yeah. yeah and i would say even now i'm more of a nerd about baseball content than i am about like mlb okay i just really enjoy baseball in general rather than like watching every mlb game like if yeah. there's like a softball world series game on or a college baseball game on whatever it is i just mm. i'll just watch it 
and then be like, oh, this is cool, rather than like a diehard MLB fan. Mm. Right. So you just I like you just that. like the sport in general. Just yeah, like, I just to like, see it being played. I like sports in general. Yeah. yeah. I like games. Games are so, good. So what's the best way to say base is loaded then? Everyone wants to know. Oh, I think juiced. Juiced. I, think base I like juiced. that too. Ducks on the pond always funny. See, to me, ducks in the pond. Ducks growing in the up, pond is a good one. It just means people on base. Like I think it could be one or more, or actually I two or more. I have first and third. I have first and third being ducks. Ducks. That pond. could also be ducks in the pond. That, see, that makes so much sense, and I can't explain why. Because yeah, one duck is one yeah, man like, on multiple ducks. Yeah, you got at least two. Yeah, but he's like saying specifically first and third. Right. It could go either way. That's where my third. brain lands, though. Yeah. <laughs> Is those ready for that double play? I am, man. I am. Bring double plays to Blitzball. <laughs> Bring them to well, Blitzball. Well, I saw you guys Bring practicing that. I, I think cause that's how I used to play uh, with football back in the day is, like, if you field one cleanly, you have to throw it at the strike zone, and then you get a double play. That's a, wow. that's a rule that we've talked to Jimmy about before. We've bounced back and forth about and it's so hard, too. It wouldn't happen that often. Game. It, would, it wouldn't, but, like, if you field a ball cleanly – you have to throw it from where you field it and hit the strike zone. Right. Is that a double play? Jimmy likes the idea that you're able to block it as a batter. I'm not as into that idea. So it's kind of yeah. like trying to find Forget out. rules? <laughs> yeah, like trying to figure out how to make it fun and difficult while also making it possible. It's like a weird, it's yeah. a weird balance. But I like think the, eventually we'll Without matter. blocking it, like the way that we talked about first makes the most sense because in my head it looks the most like a real baseball situation but imagine like the, the batter could just go up to first base and try and like whack the ball away from Anthony Rizzo like, yeah makes no sense. Like, you never you never played slugfest <laughs> that I have that's true <laughs> very true I think as uh I think let's ball batter free it's still so new so as the offense continues to skyrocket and there's more balls in play I think we'll eventually get there but I also think that didn't want to react too quickly to the offense because we didn't know if it was going to happen it's, again. Right, or right. If people were going to actually score. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if, if you heard what I said on maybe last episode. Uh, I, I suggested to Peter that it should be bumped up to like 73 miles per hour because mm. I feel like everyone's sort of adjusting to speed. But then there's some people mm. that don't have the best arm, so it's unfair to them. So, I don't know where you land. It's on a that. weird one. I think I land, my unbiased opinion is I land more towards you. Like, I mm-hmm. agree. So I, like, I, I enjoy people, I, people getting better at it. So that's where I yeah. kind of get excited about it. It's weird because I've for our videos that we do for We Got Ice, it's like I face Jack with an unspeed limit. Right. It's like I, I, get, I get the luxury of seeing pitches over 70 miles totally. per hour a lot. I, I guess for a lot of people, the warehouse does play faster than you think. Like, 69 in the warehouse looks like 75, and I can't explain it. Yeah. Like, everything looks faster. So it is a weird thing. As opposed to outdoors, you mean? Yes, like okay. way faster. Like 69 outdoors of a blitz ball compared to 69 indoors of a blitz ball, very different. Interesting. Like it, especially where the mound is. It's just, I can't really explain I guess like fully, less air resistance maybe because there's no outdoor elements. Yes. It's a lot easier to pitch indoors of a blitz ball. Yeah. Because there's no wind, so you can repeat your delivery and the same thing happens. Right. No, no variables, really. Outdoors is, Exactly. So I do think that 69 should be fine for now. Eventually, I think we'll move it up. I yeah. just think everything's going to take a little time. Yeah. I, I think I just don't always want to see people maxing out the five every single time. Yeah. You know, and, like, also, and, then, and then matching that is tough. Like, oh, I want to see them go past that, then, you know. Yeah. By the championship game of uh, this battle, I feel like that me and Asin Como like completely comfortable 
giving up a mercy to each other. Right, right. And that's like, it was kind of a weird spot to be in yeah. where it's like, well, they're going to mercy us. But <laughs> right. We'll score, we'll if they don't, then five. great. But they're, they're, they're going to do it. Yeah. By the end of the tournament, it was a little like, they're going to mercy us, but yeah. we'll go mercy them. And I, at the beginning of the tournament, it was like, I don't think anyone had ever really mercyed anybody in a blitz ball battle. Right. Yeah, I think Homo yeah. almost normalized like the five and fly sort of thing. Yeah. They were like, oh, we'll give up five and we'll go hit. And it was kind of, so I do agree that I think we'll have to find that balance for the offense. And eventually, I think it'll be whether it's pitch speed bumped up or some sort of rule in general, but maybe double play rule. Something will figure itself out. But yeah. I honestly thought the gameplay was close to perfect as you're going to get oh, yeah. for warehouse ball this tournament. Yep. Yeah. Well, especially with you guys with the defensive plays. That was yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. That was so yeah. fun. You guys were <laughs> insane. How many no uh, you, you guys right? have at the end? <laughs> Just throwing yourselves um, on the ground. <clears throat> I hurt my tailbone pretty bad in the first game against Como. Uh, I jumped and landed on a right catch, and I like I had a very on it. Yeah, right on my ass. <laughs> Jack asked me right immediately how my ass was, <laughs> which was pretty funny. <laughs> um, that one hurt, but. A lot of my catches were pretty lucky, to be honest, because a lot of ceiling catches are just Come you on. pray that. It oh, comes like I'm being you. for real. Ceiling at like ceiling reflexes, ca- yeah. though. No, man. Like you don't look athletic on ceiling uh, catches. They're all just like right. hope that they come your general direction. But to play Jack made like that diving, like full extension play, Nuts. I was like, dude, that's impressive in whatever sport we're doing. I'm yeah, like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah, especially because like. Like I said, I just started playing Blitzball, and hard, it didn't man. take very long for me and my buddy to be like, oh, you need to use two hands to catch this thing. Yeah. So just seeing Jack like, small hands, lay out. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got baby hands, so yeah, it's kind of I, I have baby like, hands, No too. way. <laughs> Does he really? For a pitcher, that's wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I have, like, oddly big hands, and... Mm-hmm. Then he has small hands, so it's like right. my hands are kind of too big for my body. Kawhi Leonard. So, yeah, I was gonna say Tristan McKenzie. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. but um, I think defense is the most entertaining. So, like, I think we need to get more defense in one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because like strikeouts are cool, like, but I think it's way more interesting if it's like every other play is a ball in play, right. and that like balls on the ground aren't guaranteed singles like i feel like right. if those were outs like 70 percent of the time then you're yeah. encouraged as a hitter to swing harder go for crazier exit velo and like try to make more like highlight plays that you can kind of show to people who don't watch the warehouse and be like yo this is sick yeah right exactly that- i mean like for me there are like four moments that i remember really well from the this past iteration of Blitzball Battle, right? And it's Jack's play mm-hmm. where he did the diving one-hand catch. Drew Davis catching the ball behind Scrambling him. Scrambling after like a little him. squirrel. Right. Dude, that was Joe's, nuts. Joe's striking out Jimmy for <laughs> obvious reasons. Yeah. Pomp and circumstance, right? And then Joe's walking funny. off baggage. <laughs> like, those are the four moments that I remember the most from this warehouse. And like, yeah. one and two are very, mu- very much separated from three and four. Yeah. By Lot. I think Jake even you has guys a... as a higher ranked play just because it's so weird. And then I, I think yeah. the way he put it was Jax is almost just so reactive you can't even think about it. Where Drew is like, I gotta go get that fucking ball, and then ran as yeah. fast as he could after it. <laughs> yeah. It was like an interesting way to that was... think about it. I disagreed with Jake on that one. I, yeah. I gave him a little shit because I was like, Drew's play was nuts, and I don't know how he did that because I was uh-huh. like, dude, 
Drew has like zero regard for his body. <laughs> like in our care. game against in our game against Hookline, I think there were two plays where he went like full aerial and just like landed on yeah. concrete. I think he's super like, competitive too. We saw time. Jack make a great play. He's like, I gotta do it too. <laughs> Dude, uh, I can't be more complimentary of Drew and like how he's kind of changed throughout the courses of the battles. Because like the first one, you know, he was super young and kind of new to it. And the second one, he was like really competitive and like. Mm-hmm. Like going at it and this one he was just like i saw i told him i was like dude do what you did in this battle over and over again you were like such a fun watch i was like you were yeah. so lovable he is you one of my nasty out sure. there so nasty yeah no i i voted him and dalton i thought i was like those are my favorite people to watch in the tournament yeah. so i was like dude like just keep doing that you're so fun to watch yeah they were great um Jack's play was better, but I was gonna ask, <laughs> um, what was uh, <laughs> what was your guys' outfit? You have like a favorite moment Let's from this one or one any? Moment. This one. Mm. I don't remember what happened to the other ones. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to remember. Um, I would. Say... Oh, Jack ending the game against um, Rotten. That's my favorite moment against Rotten. With the the line drive that he just was like done game over. Oh, against uh, Hookline. Okay. Oh, was that Hookline? Sorry, yeah, against Hookline. The that, that was an that was a sneaky impressive play. It was really impressive uh because it was it was very much like oh is that that's it? Oh, oh all right. <laughs> <laughs> also um Jackmate did a really good job of making me look good that game cuz Drew hit the shit out of that ball and if that ball is in play then so it's five to two. And it, it, but it's true. I mean, it makes sense like there's no loaded. damage done for there could could have easily been. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah and Dan and like I, I think I had to get the last out at that point. So it was like Dan and Drew were gonna keep seeing me, and the more you right. see me, the more you're gonna hit me. So it's kind of like, oh, thank God that Jack made that play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think my most memorable moment is probably just uh, the last inning where Baggage gave up the game to stay in the playoffs, just because oh, it, it was the God. whole the whole inning was interesting. Just like yeah. what they were gonna do because they were going back and forth on their own strategy, and they weren't sure if they were gonna throw it, and then. They said they were going to throw the game, and then they decided not to because Jake accidentally threw a couple of strikes, and then he got an out. <laughs> and they're like, "What do we do now?" It was just such a like a mental back and forth. And neither of them knew what they wanted to to land on. And then Jake's just Jake's goodbye pitch was just so so. It, it was not, it was interesting at, at the very least. It was gripping. Oh, TV. I agree. Yeah, it um it played a lot better on video. Seeing it back, I liked it a lot more. They did in in, per, in the game than I did in person. In person, I was like, ah, this is kind of lame. But watching it back, I was like, yo, this is it's super compelling. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is awesome. And the, so like, the, the, the reaction that from the audience fantastic. too was great. Like, I think that the fact that there yeah. wasn't, it was like, a, it was dull out there because everyone seemed like shocked or confused. <laughs> it was really funny yeah. too. Oh, I actually, I think people being against it made it more compelling. Yeah, because like if everyone was just like, oh no, do what you have to do, then like there's no drama, there's no tension you kind of feel yeah. and then when jake finally did that pitch and like instead of getting the tension cut it's like the air was slowly let out yeah and i was like oh I mean, big, big props to like <laughs> so, the editing team and the videographers just like for for i think that moment doesn't exist without the the mic'd up moments too like the conversations back and forth between jimmy and jake is what makes it compelling especially the editing team made balls interesting which is a very difficult thing to do like, yeah. It was just like ball, like because Jake was throwing intentional balls, but it was like, is he gonna do it again? <laughs> yeah, and that same game, like the ball, the balls, or is it the same game? I forget what it was different. When Joe's gets his first out, every single ball yeah, thrown was super scary. Also, yeah, it was like compelling. <laughs> it was like it was a weird. It was very different than like um, like a Como rotten game or like our games against Lavias, where there was a little bit more like 
plays happening and stuff, or more like right. diving plays and stuff like that. Like such a different style of blitzball, but it was just equally as compelling. Even though they weren't like doing athletic feats, it was like mm-hmm. what's going to happen, which is really cool thing to have. Yeah, yeah. Well, so then, what about you? What was your favorite warehouse moment? You could, you know what? Give me two. Give me one for you and Jack, and then okay. one that does not involve you two at all. Jack's homer game one against Como, bottom of the inning after the radar thing, where Jack nope. hit. I think he he hits a homer off Sammy. Sammy does a hesitation stop pitch, which is oh, the yeah. same thing that Sammy hit the homer off Jack in live time. I was like, that's awesome storytelling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> got it humble. Back. Yeah. So you need <laughs> to gas yourself up. Gas yourself up. Right, Bro. we need to prepare you to become the heel of the next tournament because I no. want you to talk so much shit. Yeah, put up so the fives. Keep put up the fives. Just gas yourself up. Favorite Nikki zone. Ka- Nikki Cass gave me. Nikki Cass gave me great advice. He said, "Zoe, you're terrible at talking shit. Don't do it." And I was like, "I was you're like, so you want good at." You I think that's why it's really funny good though, at. Do it. You're good at no, the nonverbal like, shit talk. That's what you're really am, good at. I'm a sneaky, very competitive human mm-hmm. being. Yeah, yeah, like the five. <laughs> the I'm five was very, Yeah. Uh, I'm a very competitive person, but it doesn't, I'm not the best at controlling it from time to time. So I've learned to just less is more and just like don't say anything because you don't want the ugly to come so out. And <laughs> Nikki being like, yo, man, you suck at this. Don't do it. Coming like, from someone who's good at for shit the talk, you understand. Like, you, yeah, like no. here, I'll take your advice. And I, I, I very much value Nikki's opinion and the honesty on it. So, I'm like, dude, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't shit talk. So, I just don't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's fair. That's like the Blue Jays. Subtle Blue Jays shit talk. <laughs> Subtle yeah, shit talk like is so, the best. You gotta be like Nikki's really good at it. You gotta back uh, it up too. Trev's Trev's fantastic. That's at why it. Trev makes sense because yeah. you know he's the only yes. MVP player in the room. Besides, Moylan. he gets in your head like nobody else. Yeah, like he'll just like say even like a compliment to you, and I'm like, like what? Is that a game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like that is, but uh, so that was my favorite moment. Uh, we got ice moment, and then my favorite tournament moment, I think, was Trev hitting the grand slam off Drew and saying, "I sleep here." Yeah. That was sick. Yeah, that, that was, was really sick. good. That, that would have held so much more weight <laughs> if he continued to dominate in the tournament. I wish yeah. he did just for that reason. It was, a, it was a weird tournament for Trev, but like that one in yeah. general, I was like, I watched that and I was like, "Damn, that's cool." Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it was really cool. It was. I was like, that's cold. <laughs> so then was there something in this tournament that like surprised you, whether it be like fan reaction to something or just like getting in there and being like, holy shit, we made the finals? Um, a couple things. So a fan reaction to We Got Ice surprised me a ton. Like I knew that we would be, I knew people would like, like the team because everyone's always liked Jack and people have been nice to me before. But I was blown away with just like no, the endless... yourself up. <laughs> Everyone loves Jack and people think with... I'm all right. <laughs> but I was blown away with like the, the support by hook line game and the championship game was crazy. It was like 80% of the chat and 80% of the comments were like pro got ice, which is Pro's awesome. You could say it. Yeah, like it was like very supportive, which is crazy. And also like a cool arc because like, you know, we're we were like some of the younger people at the company when we started and we've been around, but we've never really won much or like done a ton in tournaments. So it was like, oh, this time around, it was like people were all on board and we were able to back it up and give them a 
a legitimate product and give him a good run. Right. Until we ran into the buzzsaw that is Como, but we were, we were able to give him like a good push to the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, have you ever watched the Como Blitz like videos that they have up on their YouTube? Yeah, they're yeah. nasty. Man. They're I mean, they're they're not not yeah, only Jack. are they nasty, their speed limit is eighty miles an hour. You know. Yeah, we did a pre we did a ranking of like teams coming into the tournament amongst players, and me and Jack, I think we're only ones who had Como number one. Really? That's wild. That's insane. So maybe one or two other people did, but a lot of people like had like Rotten or Lovias, and me and Jack were like, "Now these kids are gonna be nuts." Yeah. yeah. Like, so, Where'd you like, put yourself? As much. I think I had us as three or four. Had it Como, Lovias, who I still think were one of the better teams in the tournament. They were really, really good. They just got yeah. a bad break. Yeah. Um, it's it blows my mind that they went. Like, we're out of the tournament so fast. They were. We didn't get a well, lot of them. They ran into Hookline when Hookline was really yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah, they really did. And it was like when we played them, I was like, they might be better than us. Right. When we played them the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, Lovejus is probably like a little better than us. Um, so thank God we won the playoff one and not the regular right. season one. <laughs> I think because the difference like, is if that it's just like flips. You, got, you were able to pitch well. And I think Dalton had a little bit more trouble. And because Nikki was absolutely lights out. We, we, I mean, we saw it. I'm glad that they retroactively changed it to him being the Cy Young because he was ridiculously yeah. good. Like so under the radar good, I guess, because like we said, he didn't play as many games as other people. They got knocked out early, but um, their team easily could have been great. Just I think uh, Dalton just no. needs to figure it out a little bit. So I had it Como, Lovia's, I think Rotten Us. Was the okay. Okay. I, I expected. I expected Trev had never lost, so I was like, I'm not going to yeah. pick against him. <laughs> right. Right. Would, it, would it be different if he still had an MLB player on his team with him? Would, it, would, he, still, would it be number one? Uh, or still no, because no, Como has the experience it, more so. Yeah, I think if Vinny was on his team, they still would have lost. Yeah. What if it was David Como. Ortiz? Probably would have won. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know how Ortiz blitzball slider is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, it, yeah, but that was it. Watching the games back, especially the Como games, is like you get into your head a lot of times. Like, oh, if this went this way, if this went that way. But like in the moment, it was it was a lot harder than I remember it being. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we we talked about it ad nauseum on this pod, where it was like Como's big thing is there. They had their eye for the ball was so far beyond everybody. Like, I think it was like the mm-hmm. two Como kids. Then it was like you and Dan Rourke half the time when he didn't let the demons win. Yeah. Um, and Dan then Rourke. Trev. I'm fucking chilling, bro. I'm fucking chilling. You know? <laughs> so, Dude, that was the best line of the tournament. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> that was like a pretty boring game because it was like 5 nothing Como. Oh, it was just it the was Dan like Rourke show. Yeah, it was one of those games that like, you know, you're going to have bad games yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, eventually. But it was like watching it, I was like, yo, dance. This is a straight up comedy show. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. Really that game was, I love Dan. He's yeah. awesome. But yeah, the, I think one of the He's games where so I noticed that Como has a, an absurd eye is that maybe it was Rotten's first game against him where Trev just, he, was, he wasn't pitching badly that game either. He was he was throwing pitches that yeah. normally people would chase and he's used to people chasing and they just wouldn't yeah. touch mm-hmm. any of it. And he eventually had to come in the zone and they hit that stuff. Uh, and then he tried to figure it out the game after that against them and it just, they, there's no answer to them. I think you saw the difference is because like whenever Jack, whenever we played Como and like Jack would throw a ball over seventy, it usually was a swing and a miss yeah. or like a looking strike. 
like as soon as you have to take it down that at 69 it's kind of just like i think that's like sammy had the exact same issue like i think every time he would pitch like he a lot, a lot of times people scored off him because he was just so used to throwing really hard that like once you have to adjust it's like oh if you throw a 69 mile per hour fastball in the zone it's probably gonna get hit right yeah yeah right. it's about the sequencing and all that stuff yeah, yeah. no which is which is what trev is really good at so he had a, he had a very weird tournament yeah. Russell literally doesn't play blitzball outside of the warehouse. So. Yeah, as, as I said to Peter too, I was like, he's just like not, not hitting well. I don't get it. He's just why doesn't he understand that he has to just swing light and not swing like he's a baseball yeah. player? And then Peter's like, he doesn't come here and he doesn't practice this, Brendan. Like he should. He's why does he care more? He he cares a lot. Yeah, when like he's there, an MLB player. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, who's like very successful and like does a great job of everything. Right. Like, he cares a lot, but. There's a little bit of a difference, I think, to like how us and Comer were like, this is everything. And then Trev's like, <laughs> but, I got like and that, kids at all. Yeah, that's also part of Trev's allure. And that's what makes him like a good heel is that he comes in like, I'm going to be better yeah. than you no matter what. I don't care what I do off the field. I'm going to be better than everybody here. That's yeah. his character. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like it is, part of the appeal. Yeah. It is kind of like a weird thing to think about, too. Like, even I'm still learning it when I'm playing now. It's like, you don't need to swing hard at all. Like you could literally just stick the bat out, but well, we saw Joe and it would fly. Because like I, the whole was... time, I was thinking to myself, like, why don't people pitch to soft contact anymore? Or like in the in the warehouse, nobody pitches to soft contact. And then I started playing, and I was like, oh, because if you hit it off the handle, you could still hit a home run. See, that's this is an interesting topic. There's been like swing revolutions in blitzball. We had like. First tournament, everyone was like baseball swinging, mm-hmm. and then Jimmy adopted like the block it the block method. It, yeah. Everyone kind of went that way. I'm super anti that. I'm very much like it, a pro. It didn't really like, work for them very well. I think even Jake adopted a little bit, and it doesn't didn't work out. No, I'm a pro like swing hardy, like not as hard as you can because obviously you have to adjust according yeah. to the bat. But like swing like you swing in baseball. Because, like, at least if you swing and miss, it looks better. Like, yeah. like oh, he's on it. Right. And then if like the swing path is there, too, you'll catch it in the right spot like you normally yes. would if you're doing a real baseball swing. Just, I think, it, mm. like, it, for me, when I play, it's like a 70% swing. It's like when I'm playing golf yeah. and I have to hit the driver. I don't hit it very well because if I swing full strength, I'll slice like hell. Mm. So I right. adopt the same, like, all right, 70 70%. And then if you make contact in the barrel, it's going to go pretty far and pretty hard. I'm in the exactly. mindset right now, full-on wrist swing only. Just, like, <laughs> wait as long as you can and then quickly get it off. That's all uh, that I'm see, at. See, I get that. I don't – I've gone through many swing iterations because I, I was pretty shitty at this. So, like, I, I've gone through many trials and many practices, and I feel like where I've landed now is, like, it's better to have solid mechanics and, like, just swing how you normally would swing. Yeah. And if you Especially strike out that, that way – Swing the exact same time next time. Don't try to swing lighter or don't try to change it like that in game because then yeah. you just get in your head and you take some terrible looking swings. Yeah. And honestly, that's really all that matters is that people watch and are like, yeah, for content, you know sake, what they're yeah. doing. <laughs> right? Like, all right, yeah. he looks like an athlete. <laughs> yeah, like if I swing and miss and I have a baseball swing, then it's like, oh, okay. But like if I swing like one handed and I'm not moving my body at all and I'm late and it's like, then people are like, dude, what do you do? <laughs> right. <laughs> So that's a great segue into the next one. I mean, the question on everybody's mind, talked about throughout the whole tournament, you're obviously most improved player by a long shot. How did you, was it just from filming We Got Ice stuff? Because to my knowledge, you don't pitch that that much in most videos. Mm -hmm. So like you're pitching 
became that of like not elite but above average for those quote unquote number two guys on the teams and then the your hitting got astronomically better yeah king shit <laughs> i like that award uh, i actually did a little i did a little ranking in my head i was like who is the best king shit player <laughs> no. it had to be caden unfortunately it had for to you. Be, yeah it yeah. had to but be caden but i i had dan as number two dan rourke oh, yeah. Kenobio. Wow, Dan Rourke over Dan Kenobio is crazy, though. <laughs> I said Kenobio. <laughs> All right, I see how it is. <laughs> so, but your question was, how did I get? How did I get better? Yeah, how did you get so much better? Not just well, better, pitching... because your jump from okay, so it wasn't your jump from uh, two to three that impressed me. It was the jump from two to roulette that impressed yeah. me a lot. Because I'd say from roulette to three, there was like a little bit of a regression, but just because you played so, so well in roulette, it's not because like, oh, right, right. so sucks again. I, I don't even, um, regression, I don't know if the right way, because I just think that the roulette, we look at like the roulette pitchers, and then we look at like, mm. let's call battle pitchers. Right. Yeah, the competition between roulette and battle like just got right. so like Trev, Drew, Caden, Sammy, yep. those four players alone weren't even right. in right. roulette. Your talent's and the same; it's just blue. numbers are different because yeah. of competition. Right, it's a good way. Of exactly, playing. three of the top four uh, MVP, uh, three of the top four MVP candidates like Jack, Sammy, like Drew, Lou, like full, those guys, like. They were all not besides Jack weren't in roulette, but um, right. I think the biggest gap for me was pitching. I always knew I could throw strikes. I don't even know if I pitched that well. Like I gave up a bunch of runs, but I just threw strikes, which is all that really matters. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, that gave Jack the chance to make those cool plays, or gave yeah. me the chance to make the catches off the ceilings. Is like just don't walk people. So we just focused a lot on just like throwing the ball straight, and they'd be like, "Hey man, if they yeah, might run into they something. hit a ball off the ceiling." Exactly. So, like the pitching, I always knew I had that in me. I want to get a lot yeah. better at the pitching. You're but like you're like the Lance Lynn of uh, blitzball. Yeah, man. <laughs> like I'm never gonna be Jack. Like I don't have that arm. Like I can't throw 69 sweeping sliders or right. Drew's underhand crazy like knuckle drop pitch. Right. But like if I can just throw 65 straight, like sometimes people just hit the outs. Like it just happens. I mean, um, for what it's worth, you did give up less earned runs than Jimmy Dalton, Trevor, and Sammy. That's great. At, at least in, in our in our earned runs, which aren't real earned runs, but still. yeah, they're a little. It's a little weird. Like Jack got, or like Jack sometimes got runs that I put on base, and then right. he would come in with the bases loaded. And that's track like, well, now that yeah, mm. it was weird. Uh, one of our stack guys did like DERA of like Nikki and Jack and right. compared them, and they were like a lot closer when they were like you used like actual ERA instead of like like this. whoever but, let um, the person on. Yeah, but okay. the, it's too hard because you're switching constantly. Right, like, right. There's no like, there's no rhythm. But hitting, honestly, it's just we got ice videos. Like I don't really swing blitzball bats that much outside of tournaments. Mm -hmm. I only usually play wiffle ball with Jack. But, like I was just like, oh, a lot of that, and just learning how to swing. Cause, like, and I just like just kind of track pitches too. Yeah, and your swing is definitely better. Yeah, you didn't look, you didn't look like a, like a natural baseball player in the very very beginning. And so, so yeah, who like, helped you fix? Like, how'd you find that swing? Did someone teach you what they know, or? Uh, uh, mostly Jack, I would say, was the biggest help. But like, if you even look at 
close pull, but I want. I just didn't know that you were like supposed to keep your knuckles together on the mat because <laughs> I just like didn't play baseball as a right. kid. Like I never, ever knew all those little things. So it was literally Jack was kind of like my little league coach, like doing this. And it actually it was in Blitzball Battle Two, right before our game against Trev, where he beat us in the playoffs. Where I was taking BP and Moylan became my like biggest fan this tournament which was so yeah, cool. he did love you came down he loved me he came down to the field and i was taking bp like i hit a homer off nikki and bp or something and he was like this instead and like ever i think i went like two for four that game and ever since then like i've just been able to hit the ball you it's had changed. a great tournament hitting wise yeah it's even in the great. final in the final i was praying for you guys to win because I wanted to give you player of the game so badly just because of how good you did. You went four for six. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Who got player of the game? Caden, right? Caden. Yeah, Caden was unreal in that game. He was nuts. It, 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 is, it is really cool, though. Like, you Which don't is have funny because he, ha- he doesn't have a hit this season in Como in his really? own league. <laughs> Caden doesn't have a hit. There you go. He's used to the low speeds. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. He's, I've been giving him shit on Twitter because he doesn't <laughs> yeah, have good. Give it to him. His team has zero <laughs> runs scored in Como this year. I was like, hey, I'm becoming a fan, and you're really letting me down right now, Caden. Come on. Dude, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was just going to say, it's interesting to see someone who didn't grow up fully playing baseball like, every day, all the time, just had these natural skills. And to now as, an, as a full-on adult, just to learn a completely – new skill because it you just don't see it ever happening just because i don't know where else i you would see this sort of thing but it's really cool to see that a, a full-grown person can just learn a new physical activity because everyone i know that plays sports or is that that's good at sports played it since th- that exact game since they were very young yeah i actually think not playing helps me a lot in blitzball because like i feel like a lot of people are like baseballs don't move this way mm-hmm. like they're used to facing like real baseballs like all I know, all I've known since the first day I played wiffle ball was like Jack's nuts wiffle ball pitches. <laughs> so like yeah. in my head, like that's the standard, right? Interesting. I'm like oh, when I bat, like the ball is supposed to do this, right? Like, the ball just moves like crazy every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's all I know at this point. So it's like I'm just used to that. So I can see like, you oh. if you started playing like in a baseball league, you just swing like oh. a, a foot over every fastball because you're waiting for it to <laughs> rise. <laughs> it just doesn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go to the it's weird. Like, did, that, did that one go up? <laughs> <laughs> Never hit a pop up ever. Like that didn't hit pipe. Like, that's, that's such an interesting thing, and I never thought about yeah. it that way because, like, I grew up playing baseball and wiffle ball and all that, and like, by no means am I good at either. And uh, Brendan and I went to college together, and whenever we'd play wiffle ball. First off, Brendan was the only one out of our friends who like seriously played wiffle ball. So we would go to play, and then if you get drafted against Brendan, you're like, I don't really want to play anymore, just because. Yeah, I like, might have to, I might have to one v one you, buddy. Me, <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Me, me, and Brendan, or me and my friends at home, whenever we'd like throw a wiffle ball, we would get a little bit of movement on it. And then you just have Brendan who like dedicated his life to wiffle ball until he found blitz ball. <laughs> Uh, I, I, and I, I didn't have any siblings that wanted to play with me, so when I couldn't find friends to play with, I would just set up a chair in the backyard, and with like the one ball I had, pitch it, go pick it up, pitch it, pick it up, and just like just do that for hours in the backyard, just play by myself. But Blitzball is so Jack weird. We have a good convo about wiffle ball, Brendan. Trust me. Oh, for sure. <laughs> sure. Brendan's obsessed with wiffle ball. Yeah, played, um, played a lot. But uh, me and my buddy were talking about this this weekend. I think the appeal of Blitzball is the fact like, 
I, I don't. Did you grow up like playing backyard baseball or like Mario Sluggers or something? So, how disappointed were you when you like watched baseball and you saw that a curveball does not move that much? Yeah, <laughs> and in blitzball it does. In blitzball it does. Uh-huh. You sit there and like I was learning how to throw, and I think it was like my second time pitching. I was throwing curveballs that like started behind my buddy's head and hit the outside Those bottom the yeah. corner. And I'm like, oh my God, this is what I always wanted from a pitch. And I think that's the that, big draw from it. No, I think that's very well put. I agree. I think that's how I would describe it. A lot of people go, dude, what do you like better? You like wiffle ball or blitz ball better? And I always say that if you're just like trying to have fun and like your friends and you don't really want to like a lot of work, blitz ball is a lot easier. Like it's a lot easier to learn pitches. I don't know how into wiffle ball you were, Brendan, but like the whole scuffing tactics oh, yeah. and like knifing, yeah. knifing the ball. Every single ball that I had things. had a different kind of movement, and there's certain ones that I liked for certain yes. pitches because one, some of them would be broken in certain areas, and that was good for say like my knuckle curve because that one that was the kind of pitch that I could throw behind someone. I would love getting them to duck and then hit hit pipe, but certain ones just did different things with the same grips just for no reason, just because of the certain ways that you scuffed them. But blitz balls, like you're saying, There's a lot more... are kind of just like throw it this way and it'll spin that way and it'll go that direction. <laughs> yeah. Thousand percent. Like there's a lot more like truth to it. Like you just pick it up and you can get right into it without having to like understand a lot of strategy and how to make it work. And yeah. I think it's just easier to play competitive, like competitively, because wiffle balls are also like you kind of have to have like a live arm to like show a wiffle ball hard. Right. And, like, and wind sucks more. outside. With like if it's, you go to like yeah. we live on an it's island. Hard. And if we're like, if I'm near the shore and it's windy that day for no reason, then you just, you almost can't play wiffle ball because just it's every pitch is going to no, go you can't. in a different direction. Blitzball has made like that the, so much uh, easier for us. Like the MLW guys, like they pitch from like 37 feet away. It's oh wow, like, I didn't know that. They can't. Yeah, it's really close because it's like it's hard. It's bad on your arm to throw a wiffle ball like 45 feet. Like that's kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a blitzball, I think we pitch from like 45, which is like kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's also real interesting because, like, perfect example, John Boy just put out that video of Jack teaching people how to throw his slider. Yeah. I, I watched it one time, <laughs> went out to play, and, you could do and just threw a demon slider <laughs> to like, my wow. buddy. <laughs> I was yeah. like, how the hell there did you, you do that? I was like, literally just watch this one video. It's super easy. You're like, subscribe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And there's, it's a lot easier to pick up, I think. Blitzball. It's yeah. it's hard to hit, but like it's easier to pick up the pitching and yeah. how to make it work. It's a very pitcher friendly game. It makes it a lot. It makes so much more sense. Just like when I sit there and think about how do I want to make the ball move, you don't have to worry about the airflow going in and out of the ball mm-hmm. as much. You just like just spin yeah, it this way and it'll go. Intense. Also, for hitting too, if you wanted to see more results, if you actually make contact, it goes further yeah. instead of getting knocked down by the wind too. So it's satisfying to see homers. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I've, really I've uh, I always have a soft spot in my heart for wiffle ball. Yeah, uh, like it plays a little bit more true to like uh, uh, like when you hit it hard, it goes far. When you hit it soft, it goes soft. So it's a little bit more like true. But blitzball, like a kid, and you're trying to like just have fun with your friends, it's a lot easier to get into. So, are you a truther to using the yellow bat with the wiffle ball, or will you use other bats? You have to use yellow only. Gotta use the yellow <laughs> bat, man. Like you I can't. Would... I would use it sometimes, but I was always hyped to use oh. like whatever I had in the back. You're like, oh, this is gonna make it go so far. I gotta use my um, Dude, Mark yeah, McGuire you power got, like, bat, the jumbo one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a yellow, a yellow bat trooper. I do. It makes sense. Stand it. 
So you extend it. I add. So you cut it. Like you cut your base off, and then you put like a piece of wood into the bottom, and then you lizard skin piece of wood, and you add like an extra couple inches so you can reach the outside pitch. So you're giving me shit for using other bats, and then you're actually cheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is frowned upon. That's got to be illegal. It is frowned. The, the MLW guys came out in like December, and they're like, what the hell is this? I had like a broomstick handle in the bottom of it, like screwed together, and I'm like, hey, man, I got to hit homers, buddy. Anyway, I can get it. It's <laughs> really yeah. funny. See, me and my friends, we never liked like true wiffle ball. So whenever we'd play in the backyard, we get like, it was kind of like a blitz ball bat, but it was like a black plastic bat that looked like a real wood bat. And we just used yeah. tennis balls. That's it. It's because fine. we hated trying to learn, like I said, the airflow stuff because we were big, dumb idiots as children and didn't want to use our mm. brains. Yeah. Makes sense. Look where that guy, you're just a dumb CPA. Big, dumb idiot. <laughs> big, dumb CPA. <laughs> <laughs> I've tricked people into paying me. <laughs> That's how we all do it. I've tricked people into letting me play blitzball on the internet. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, right? we've done. You cool. win. We've done it. Right. Uh, I I have like ten more minutes, and then I got to run oh, to the next right. call. So if you, Zoe, you want to drop that big bomb on us, and then we'll talk about that for uh, the last ten minutes of the show. You're gonna drop your big bomb on me. I'm gonna drop your big bomb. <laughs> <laughs> what are you What are you dropping on us? <laughs> I didn't think it was sexual until you all said right. it like that. Honestly, it didn't it didn't feel sexual until I said it like that. Uh, so, who do you guys who do you guys think like who do you think was like the most underrated player in Blitzball Battle Three? What did I say? Hey, I think I had okay. an answer. That was my he was my unsung hero for that reason. Yeah, I I, I was a big big Drew stan. So I think he really Drew, made, made big strides. Drew was an MVP candidate. Drew was That's a not good what one, underrated this- is. He's underrated. Uh, I think Drew's. I think Drew's a good one because I think that like, Hooklin like, general weird, was underrated. Yeah, yeah. Him and Dan were like kind of equals? Question mark in a weird way. Going so, into it, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like a lot of people were like, they're two of the same. Like that was the marketing of them. Is that right. Equally good at pitching, so like that's why they're so dangerous. So, but Drew is really good. No, my my thing is uh. I've been hyping him up a lot this time, but I think Jack has become the most underrated player in Blitzball, and that's my critique of you guys. <laughs> I think in, that's a great you guys, statement. You guys had two things. So in I listened a little bit to your championship thing. Mm-hmm. You guys were talking about the ball hit back to Jack, how he could have made a play on that. Was the most unfeeling. I, I didn't think. He, no, I didn't think. <laughs> no, 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 no. We didn't think that he could have made. We said he got his hands to it, but like it was just coming okay. too fast. Right. There's Game not much the you seats. could do. <laughs> reactions reactions can only do so much. But I guess it's the way Peter's that saying is that since it got smoked. since it did touch hand, pos- there is a possibility uh-huh. he does catch it like a like a lunatic. Right. It was one of the best pieces of hitting by Caden because he put it in such an impossible fielding spot because it like it didn't hop to Jack. It was like a line, so he would have had to like catch it on a line. Right. It's probably sinking because of the like, top spin uh, on it. And- yeah. I had no chance at that. But no, I, mean, I think like, that like fans and everyone has this because I've had such a fun story arc, I've gotten so much better than I used to be. I think a lot of people have just forgotten that like oh yeah, Jack hit six fifty. Yeah. Probably the second or first best defender in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Right. And actual ERA had the second best ERA in the tournament. And we were all kind of just like taking that and been like, ah, yeah. you know, but Zoe's out there doing, which I am. But like a lot of the reason I can do my thing is because I only have to pitch in 
easy spots. The two, uh, yeah, right. Never have to, I always get to face the lesser hitter, or I always get to pitch in the, the simpler spot. Sure. But, like, He's Jimmy was like, Jack's never statistic. Yeah, Jack's, Jimmy said Jack's never statistically been the best pitcher in a tournament in, like, the award video. And it's like, well, he always has to face. If Jack doesn't strike out the side, he did a bad job. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I think Jimmy well, I also think did also, say that Jack ahead, is bro. probably the, mo- the most valuable player because he is a top-line pitcher and one of the best hitters. So well, he might not be the actual number yeah. one in this tournament. He did make a good point that numbers-wise, yeah. Jack is the best two-way player that there is. Yeah. It's pretty hard to take the MVP away from Sammy because he yeah. literally hit like 70. That, that was our point, RBI. too. I think me and Pierre Yeah, he won the championship, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I agree. I think I'm on that side as well. I think well, I just had to get it out there. I've been no, like, no, I get you. I get you 100. <laughs> percent Seeing a, it's been going around, man. Everyone's like, you know, like those gotten so good and all this. And I'm like, God, you got to remember, like, yeah, I had the second best hitting stats of right. like anybody in the tournament. I think we just well, do we take it for granted. Like, it, that's we exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, Jack it's is like completely taking for granted. Yeah, because it's like Jack is. This is uh, who else in this tournament has had three stellar tournaments in a row. You know, we saw Trev drop off in this one, right? He was the only other person who gave it, gave Jack a run for his money. Nobody else is as up there as, as Jack is, and he is taken for granted, I think, because when I was watching the award video that Jimmy and Jake put out, and Jimmy was t- talking about Jack, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Why am I voting for MVP as if it's just hitting statistics? Yeah, because he made I'm, a great point. Yeah. I guess that's where you're also he trained to do that point. because of baseball. Like that's kind of where the MVP goes in the sport right. that we watch. So I mean, that's a little bit a part of it. Uh, I also think that the bias of uh, the bias against, against Jack is because we see so much wiffle ball and bliss ball content from him, him outside of this tournament. So we just assume he's like, oh, he's this great player. Everybody knows about it. And then when he doesn't, like absolutely dominate everyone and be the best no, I agree. by a long shot because he's like the wiffle ball blitz ball guy I think yeah. plays against him a little bit. I a hundred percent agree. I yeah. think that's like a, a good way of putting it. But like, as I left the tournament, I was like, Oh, the five best players here. I was like, I had, I was like, Oh, Jack's probably the best. Then Sammy and Nikki. And then probably Drew and Trev somewhere four or five yeah, based yeah. on like performance. Right. And I was like, was oh, just... like leaving that tournament, which is like crazy because like, you know, I got all, I got all this hype and other people got all this hype because it's like more of like the entertainment aspect. Sure. Of it, like being like, oh my god, we didn't expect that. The arc a lot cooler. Yeah. I think it was also like, it was <clears throat> so fresh in everyone's mind. It's like, yeah, Jack was fantastic, but you're coming off of two games where. On the pitching side, Jack the pitcher, Como absolutely had his number. You know sure, what I yeah, mean? I agree. Yeah. So it is recency bias in that sense. I do think it's completely fair what you're saying, though. Jack is was, completely taken for granted and is phenomenal. A, I had a funny conversation with uh, I was like Rosen at one point because it was like Jack had that game against Como with weird radar saying that that led to a grand slam, and then he got tagged up in the second inning, and they just hit the shit out of the ball. Yeah, and then. Um, so they, they got us in that game, but then like everyone was like, is he going to have a comeback game? And then the next game against hook line, I think he went four strikeouts, went like four for four, had two diving plays and we were all like, okay. (laughs) Well, that's, that's the mark of an amazing player is like someone that can adjust like that, Yeah, you know, we were all like, all right, he's he's got it back. I think 
Yeah, I think Trev has this, like a similar thing. If like Trev doesn't go five for five with like four homers, we're like, yeah, yeah, right, Trev lost. <laughs> if he doesn't hit a home run every game, and like, oh, he's so lost yeah. at the plate. But like right. me and Kenobio have like a more room to like kind of struggle at times because it's like, oh, the expectations. Or they're 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 on the glow up. They're coming yeah. up. So yeah, it's a little I agree. Different. Absolutely. Yeah. Brendan, well, how much time critique. do you have? Otherwise, I have no critique. Okay, I, I have. Now four minutes, and then I think that leaves a perfect amount of time for Peter. We you should ask our. I have two two fun questions. One's real quick. Okay, and then we have to get to Chris's question too before we go. Well, that's one of the two. Okay, good. Okay. Um. So our friend Chris, we're gonna have him ask a question to everyone. He's a we big said fan. Joe's of, coming on he's a today. Big fan too. Big fan too. Um. Battle Chris. We said Joe's coming on today. What's your uh question for him? He said. Who is the most handsome player on the Red Sox, and why is it Jaron Duran? <laughs> oh, Jaron Duran is handsome. <laughs> Who's the most handsome player on the Red Sox? That's a good question. Um, See? Chris, good job. He doesn't wow. listen. <laughs> he doesn't I think it's Kike. I think it's Kike. Okay, yeah. I like that. I think Kike has like. I think he's handsome, and he has like a great personality, he which is, just automatically cool makes you more handsome. Well, yeah, I think yes. I'd go Kike. Although Jaron Duran is a good-looking fellow. Okay. I don't know what he looks like. He, he's, he, you didn't watch the series. He was he's a hunk. I didn't know what he looked like until I watched this yeah. series recently. But he's like, got like the no. Tat- I was uh, too busy like being sad about soccer. He's, like, ripped. he's ripped too. Like, okay. um, he I, th- quick tangent about the Red Sox. I'm mad <laughs> that this team for the now the past couple of years, especially this year, is so likable because I'm used to like hating. At least a couple people in the Red Sox. <laughs> they are likable. I like yeah. them probably more than any team in the AL East besides the Yankees. Like I, personality-wise, and like just team aura. I like, maybe the Orioles are cool too, but like I, I've never enjoyed a Red Sox team. The twenty-five man of uh, just like they're all cool seeming. Pe- like you said, the like Kike. You're not supposed to have yeah. that cool, charismatic guy in the Red Sox. You're supposed to have like some asshole on the team. They don't have an asshole. I don't want to take too much time. I don't want to take too much time because I know you have to go. But okay. I think it's like a similar – what's with the Red Sox is like similar to like what a DM I sent you guys. is like become hateable when you start like really winning because oh. like the Red Sox are kind of like 500 and like right, not super right. competitive. It's like it's a lot easier to kind of gravitate towards them. Like you want to know what? Kike is kind of fun. Right. Yeah. Like if they were like the first place team in the division, they'd be like, oh, dude, no way. It's true. Like I agree with you because yeah. I feel that way. Like I really like Harrison Bader. It's oh, like, yeah. I kind of like if the Yankees were – I'm not the best team in baseball. I'd hate Harrison Bader. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can yeah. see that. Okay. Last question. It's a fun one. Hit me. If teams were three players, who would you add to you and Jack? Two caveats. One has to be within reason. So, like, David okay. Ortiz is out. Uh, two cannot be somebody who is on a team in Blitzball Battle 3. Great caveats. I would add Jimmy Norton to We Got Eyes. Wow. You just injected uh, the steroid straight into it, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I text Jimmy a lot for boys. Uh, I love MLW. I love Wiffle Ball, so I love watching his stuff. And I think he's the most electric person who hasn't played in the Blitzball Battle. Hmm. I think like he You're would be to, easy. Right? I think if he was in a tournament, he would be an easy I think he would win fan favorite by like a mile. Oh, wow. Like he's so lovable and he's and good. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like the best. Like I don't know if you guys um how much YouTube you guys watch or stuff, but a lot. the big YouTuber like Mark Rober did a whole video on MOW. You should watch it. It's really good. Yeah, okay. And uh, like 
the whole like the whole story was like built around him and i was like dude like he's like a star he'd okay. be great in a tournament I got to watch what if it was somebody tonight. who's in the office but has never participated mm. so like jolly's out for this one um yeah somebody who's never been in it me and jake's assistant john would be my choice because he's like actually he's like a pitching coach and he's like oh. a really good pitcher okay i think i think we got ice my we got ice hunt like if we were to expand to three te- uh people teams which is something i really want to do i think that'd be add like a fun element to the tournament yeah is to have yeah. like another player i think i would want like another pitcher because i think that's what we're missing right it's like an, a second pitcher so okay. if Jack is getting shout against Como, we can be like, ah, you go in there. Someone else. <laughs> instead of me, instead of me going yeah, yeah, yeah. in and being like, all right, I got a 45 mile per hour curve and a 60 mile per hour fastball. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to have like another option. I yeah. like it. All right. Well, one last quick one, because I'm so interested in this now. We've gotten on the subject. Uh, Jimmy and you know Jake what, asked, asked us cancel to your next I might call. just cancel it. Jimmy and Jake asked us to Booney when they had him on. Uh, I'll go forever. They asked who, if he could make a three- team three-player team of blitzball players they have to play two-way who would boone pick and he picked like ian hamilton um abreu and he picked all ballpen guys for some reason i guess because they can throw yeah. but who would you pick to be two-way blitzballers or do you on, on the red Sox, professional players professional so goes me jimmy norp and jack yeah <laughs> <laughs> same answer <laughs> uh, we already, i thought you were gonna I thought you were going to ask me to like build a blitzball team yeah, three, from three, players who played in the tournament. Yeah, three blitzball um, players from the Red Sox. That's a, a wild good question. question. He has no idea what they're like in practice. That's a good point. But That's I'm true. trying to – let me think for a second. Um, I feel like you would have to go with – I feel like, like Brian Bay I would be a good pick because okay. he's super young and he's athletic. And I feel like – limber. Younger you are, you may be a little closer to the last time you hit. You probably have like a, uh, a good, shot good of remembering. Reason. Makes sense. Not a hit. Yeah. So I would go Kike because he's pitched and hit before an MLB. There you and go. He's handsome. He's better. And he's handsome. And he's handsome. And then I is he married? You need to... to look it up. If, is he canonically <laughs> he is married. handsome? He's married, so he's handsome. Okay, he's handsome. He is married. Um, and then I think you have to go Devers just because you need a banger. On your there you team. go. I think that's the move, too. you got to do two guys that can definitely throw and then one that can then absolutely bang, bang and hopefully yeah. he can throw it. Yeah. All right. And hopefully he doesn't hit Devers. the ceiling too often. He probably Bro, would. don't even get me started on stealing balls. I had like two <laughs> ceiling balls this tournament that should have definitely been homers yeah. and like ended up being singles. Yep. And if you get like warehouse is like the balance of a ceiling ball determines the game. If you crank one like, 100 miles per hour and into the ceiling and it's a single instead of a home run, it's like so killer. Yeah. Yep. And when you hit blitz balls really hard, they go like straight camera. up too. They, they do go really when you yeah. I, I hit like a dong sometimes like, oh, that looks great. And then it just starts to keep going up, 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 up. <laughs> Like, no, no, keep going straight. It catches the wind. <laughs> yeah. True warehouse home runs are probably the second beam and then the third ceiling. If you hit the second beam or the third ceiling, that's probably a, like a nice outside. looking home run outside. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's probably like a shot. Whereas, like, yeah. if you hit it like into the loft, that's probably like line drive out or like a double in the gap so yeah. it's kind of like a weird you have to like change your swing because like when you crank one and you're tempted to crank it it just goes right into the ceiling and yeah. it's like oh that could be an out makes yeah. sense all right peter let you go brendan so i'll take over your podcast yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I, i'm glad that you're able to stay for this long this is incredible um yeah thank you so much yeah, for this thank you for all this time I no, appreciate thanks for having me you. guys i appreciate it you seem like such a genuinely good person and it is kind of like a joke that 
that I have where it's like, I want to see heel Zoe and I want to see Zoe <laughs> talk shit. Just because it is, you see, you're just <laughs> such a lovable guy. Yeah. So we really appreciate all of the support you've been giving us since yeah. the beginning. Hey, you're the one that kind of started it all. Of like, I feel like you were the one that discovered us and we're like, whoa, these guys are doing this thing. This is so cool. And me and Peter are like, whoa, Zoe retweeted us. And then like you, like you showed Jimmy and then it was the whole, you started like the whole wave of all this. So we, I think we wouldn't be doing this right now and like we wouldn't be excited to talk to all these people in like the quote unquote off season if it wasn't for you getting us uh, amped up like this. So thanks for really kicking us off. Well, thanks required, guys. You guys are doing the content. I'm just happy to help in any way I can. I always appreciate when people are trying at something. It's it's cool. Although I will say, if I ever go heel, it will be against baggage because I must Whoa. convert you guys to I must convert you to We Got Eyes fans and eliminate your <laughs> wow. baggage. That's wow. crazy. We got I am a hook line fan, so I'm already off baggage. <laughs> he went to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, bag- I'm a baggage for life. I don't know if you can convert me. Unless I think what you have to hope for okay. is that Jimmy retires, and then I'll go to We Got Eyes. No, he's not allowed to retire. That's All right, good. He's got to get back in there. I know he does. He does. <laughs> All right. All right, All right Brendan. Guys. You got anything else for us? No. Oh, hey. <laughs> Jack, Jack says hi. Hey, Jack. Hi, Jack. Well, All right, guys. Now, Sounds now, good. Brendan. Do you got anything else for us? Nope. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys.